Welcome to the Tetrapunks Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Josh Roster Bader Phelps and Jordan Fighting Wasabi Kamasura. to the tetra punks cast or the punk cast we're not really sure yet we'll figure it out as we go podcast about your favorite league the tetra punks uh, we've got some uh, great segments on tap for today so i hope you enjoy the show with me as always jordan kamasura aka fighting wasabi aka wonton dragons wonton <laughs> dragons that's right <laughs> yeah yeah and I'm, I, I was, I was, I was thinking like you know every year changing it to like some some theme, but like fighting some was slightly racist stick. theme, yeah. <laughs> Punk's league yeah, here. So started as a ten team, and now we're a twelve team league. Barely yep. this year, I would say. Yeah, I think it started. Uh, Matt Alsop and I were the first commissioners, I think, if I remember right, way back when. Yeah, yeah. we started the league. That's right. He's no longer with us and shall not be talked of ever again. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've won it so many times I can't even count. So, uh, I'm looking here at the trophy. Some, somebody forgot to put my plaque on it though. So I'll have to get that fixed, but no, in all honesty, I've never won it. And it's kills me close. every day. Close. I've been close so many times. Yeah, Jordan's won it a few yeah. times, like five times. So we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, who's counting, right? right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some changes this year. We um, last year we added the IR slot, which I thought was going to be a good thing for COVID. I think it turned out actually pretty good for COVID because yep, you had a lot of uncertainty going into the to the weekend, and so you could place your your COVID players on IR or injured players on IR, pick mm-hmm. up somebody, have them ready. Uh, this year, I'm still, I'm, I'm still surprised that we had a complete season, though. So that was that was awesome. I know. Yeah, we were really. Uh, I really thought we'd only make it like six or seven weeks <laughs> before they shut the whole thing down. Uh, we also added a bench spot last year to help with that, uh, just to just to to help everybody out. But uh, assuming everything goes a little bit better this year, we've taken away one of those bench spots. We left the IR slot. And I think we might settle on this for the for the uh, foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. But uh, the only other changes we've made this year, not nothing really controversial. I don't think uh, we've made a slight change to the waiver system. Jordan, would you like to to uh, comment on that? Yeah, which kind of sucks because there's no more FA. Everyone's on the waiver, you know. You're gonna have to make a bid yeah. for any player you want to pick yeah, up, basically. Exactly. I mean, I, I normally wake up early on a Wednesday just to get yeah, like we know. <laughs> players, but now it's you know, it's gone. Yeah, for those of you new to the league or or don't realize what's changed, so uh now every day waivers will run. So there is no free agents anymore. So it's never going to be a situation where the first person to hear the news can get to the player and pick, pick them up. Uh, it's really going to give everybody a fighting chance to pick up a free agent or uh, a waiver wire pickup actually uh, at this point. Uh, I think this just, you know, makes it a little bit more accessible and yeah, I know you and I know I did to set the early Wednesday alarm to go see who slipped through waivers and is a free agent that could be picked up for free. And I certainly did it. Um, and uh, now that's not going to be a tool in our tool chest anymore. So 
Yeah, I think it just makes the you know legal league parity a little bit better and gives everybody a fighting chance. So hopefully uh, it works out. But um, yeah, that's the that's the only real new setting for this year. Uh, but we do have uh, a lot of new talent in the league. We have four new managers, or as I like to call them, fresh meat, replacing uh, four managers who will never be named again because they're dead to us now that they've left the league. <laughs> Just kidding, but for real. Um, yeah, first up, we've got Logan, a.k.a. Mega Mullet Mayhem. He does have a sweet mullet. Did you see that on the on the stream when we were uh, drafting the other day? I oh, thought yeah. that was pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, I have to agree. Fantastic. Uh, we got uh, Jeff, the uh, Water Peddlers Union, the highest ranked of all of us, I think. He's a PO, so or he's a product manager. I'm sorry, he's not a PO. So you know, everybody's got to be a little bit careful when, around Jeff now. And he's my boss too. So. Oh, that's right. He's your direct boss. Wow, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> How many times do you play him this year? Is it once or twice? Do you know? <laughs> once, I think. But yeah. Okay. That'd be awesome. That's good. You only have to surrender awesome. one of those one of those games. That's good. Uh, Mark Tischendorf, Sweden's Sweetums is his team name. Uh, I don't know much about Mark, but uh, he seems... Uh, bought in. He's interested in the league. That's good. That's all we need. We need people that are hyped to do fantasy football. And that's the that's the best part. And then uh, the last minute addition wasn't added to the league until like what less than twenty four hours before the draft. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is uh, Bob Liker's son Bobby? He's more like a returnee. Yeah, Not he was here the first year. I can't believe that. Yep. Yeah, it was in the first year. The the inaugural season. So his uh, team name is Gronky Kong. Originally, what was it? First year was Gronkitis. So he apparently has an affinity for uh, Rob Gronkowski, but who doesn't? I mean, that guy's just awesome. All right. So yeah, that's the new uh, the new managers, and we uh, welcome them. We hope they have a good time. I hope they stick around. You know, that's the that's the tough part about the league. It's just keeping everybody together and 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 engaged, right? But Hopefully the podcast helps and maybe we'll have some of those new managers on in a future episode, do a little interview behind the scenes. Yeah. So for our next segment, we want to talk about the draft. The draft happened last week on the 26th. I think it was a pretty good time. We had to do it all remotely yet again. Nobody wanted to come out to Buffalo Wild Wings. Everybody's scared. I get it. I'm scared too. We don't have to get together to have fun, but we did it over teams video and uh online on the yahoo platform i think it went pretty pretty well how do you feel about your draft jordan uh it wasn't you know what i was expecting but i i think it turned out okay at the end so i think your your pick your pick was the first unexpected pick at at eighth you took uh naji harris which uh i think surprised a lot of people surprised me i thought i thought for sure you were going to take kelsey there yeah. Or Kelsey or Devontae. I thought Devontae or Kelsey was going to go to you because you had such good luck with Devontae last year. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I was tempted to get Devontae again, but I had him last year. And, you know, this year I want to try something new. Yeah. And I was, I was, I was really set on Najee, all my marks. So I know okay. it was like a, a reach, but kind of feel like if I wait for 
the second he's round definitely not going to be there at, yeah yeah in the second yeah, round for you because so i'm like you know i feel like my first two picks to be honest was a reach like i had kill on the second round and i could have had him at the third but you know i, I liked him so i had to do what i had to do so <laughs> yeah yeah you yeah. took kittle while uh while uh, Kelsey was still on the board. Kittle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I took Kittle over Kelsey, which is whoa. I think that's uh, that's 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 bold. Yeah, my first two picks were pretty boring. Zeke and Stefan Diggs. I had Diggs last year. He did really well, didn't I? Was that this league? Hell, I don't remember. But I had Diggs in some of my leagues last year. Very productive receiver. Zeke. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just hoping Zeke uh, the the lost weight and you know. Is that Dak being back? I think it's going to help him out a lot. He, um, he looked good in hard knocks, though. So yeah, he's yeah. got the hard knocks bump for me, right? Like, I'm just, yeah. He, he, and who else am I going to take at five? I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't switch over to Aaron Jones. That, that just uh, didn't feel right. Yeah, I want to talk about a few uh, uh, thoughts on the draft. I think we should go over what we think are the the biggest reaches that we saw in the draft. And the f- the first one I think we should bring up is. The young ho, Mr. Young Waiku, drafted in the eighth round, a kicker in the eighth round by Mr. Jeff. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this, this because, I mean. It's your boss yeah. now, so, eight, so so keep in mind. Eighth eight round for a kicker is is just yeah, a reach. I mean, there's, there's still a lot of good players on the board, you know. When was the next but, kicker taken is the question. I don't remember. <laughs> I didn't look yeah, this up before. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. It, that's definitely a reach for me. And the next one I wanted to bring up, I thought pretty big reach by Carl in the sixth round, Matt Stafford. I mean, I'm a big Matt Stafford fan. I think I've had him on multiple teams over the years. And, uh, I don't know. I can't, uh, hopefully he's, his back's okay. Hopefully the, the change of scenery really uh, helps him out. He's got some, got some weapons there in LA, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I can't see it in the sixth round over some of the other, the quarterbacks that went later, including the quarterback he took later, which was uh, we'll talk about in a little bit when we talk about our steals of the draft. Yeah. For, for me, I, I think it's uh, the same in the sixth round, but I'm picking uh, Jamar Chase. Uh, I picked by John in the sixth round. What what round uh, do you think you would have been comfortable with him in? I, I think like maybe uh, eighth or something like that. Yeah, Ninth. that's what I'm thinking. Because, I mean, you know, rookie receiver, uh, his last live action was almost two years ago because he, he opted out in 2020, right? So... Oh my goodness, I yeah. may need some time to adjust. And you, you already saw that during the preseason where he had a lot of drops, but you know, a beast, no doubt, but at six, I, I think that's, you know, a reach and rookie receivers are hit and miss, right? You know, for yeah, every mostly Justin miss. Jefferson. Yeah. For every yeah. Justin Jefferson, you have your John Ross who was ninth overall in 2017 was, <laughs> you know, Surprise, surprise, drafted by the same organization. So, yeah. and yeah, there's uncertain WR1 for the Bengals, right? T. Higgins was no slouch. And you still have Boyd at, at slot. was really, was really, really good. So, yeah, I feel that that was really a reach in the sixth. Yeah. Cool. 
Moving on, I think uh, we should talk about some of the best picks we saw in the draft, our biggest steals. Oh, what yeah. do you think? This, this, is my, this is my favorite. So for me, uh, my first one, I, I, I identified two, you know, going through the draft. My first one would be uh, Jacoby Myers in the 12 by Mark. Uh, Especially think, now, you know, the cam's out of there. Like that's, I think that's a big upgrade for Jacoby. Oh, yeah. I mean, even before Cam, because, you know, he was putting like decent numbers towards the end of the season, right? And he's their slot receiver. And traditionally, this has been the most consistent receiver on a Bill Belichick team, right? You know, you talk about Edelman and, you know, Wes Walker. So, uh, and he had like, I think based on what I read, he had like a high 20% target share last year. So maybe hard to repeat, but, you know, now with Mac Jones, the quality of draws would definitely be better, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's a really good pick at 12. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I uh, Like I mentioned earlier, I think uh, the other quarterback taken by Carl, I think, was a, was a pretty good steal, which was uh, Ryan Tannehill. Now, not it's not so much a steal because he got him in the 10th round. I think that's probably pretty average for where he goes. But the fact that 15 or sorry, 14 other quarterbacks were taken before Tannehill went off and Tannehill had a solid year last year. Like he was just Mr. Consistent, like really good top 10 performances all the time. And uh, you know, they added uh, Julio Jones, right? So he's got another weapon. Um, I don't know. I just can't believe there's like, and I'm one of those people that didn't draft him 14 ahead of, but I took Kyler Murray way early. So I wasn't going to take Tana Hill as well, but uh, yeah, yeah, 15th QB taken. That's a, that's a great steal. I think for, for, for Carl. And I think Carl's going to end up starting him a lot more than, than Stafford this year. So, so yeah, I asked you this earlier, if he, he would have like inverse the picks, would he have showed up in this list or what do you think? Like, no, he wouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. If he had taken Tannehill and then uh, Stafford, I, I would have, uh, I would have not even batted an eye, I think, but you know what? It, it worked out. I guess if you get the the two guys, it doesn't really matter what, what order you take them in. Yeah, that's true. And uh, one other pick that I think was the steal was uh, Marvin Jones in the 13 by fish. I mean, he's the, believe it or not, he's like, wide receiver 15 in standard and wide receiver 18 in PPR last year. And this with Stafford mostly. I don't believe that. that. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, wow. <laughs> and on the 13th. So he had like, you know, 115 targets. And I mean, you know, this is a new team for him, but DJ Chark coming off an injury and, you know, the Jags defense are supposed to be really bad. So, you know, it, uh, the, the rookie quarterback would be throwing a ton. So, but yeah, of course there's it, always the case against him that he's on the wrong side of 30, but still at 13, I, I mean, this is definitely a steal. And he's never been like a, I mean, I don't think speed's like his main weapon, right? So the fact he's getting a little bit older, he's a smart, he's a smart wide receiver, good route runner. He's probably going to do really well for, for Trevor Lawrence out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And I just had one more, this is kind of a cheap shot, but, uh, I did think, uh, Gus Edwards in the eighth by pick, pick up by Marcio now looks like a really good steal now that, uh, JK Dobbins is out for the year. So yeah. in the eighth round, you got a starting running back on a run heavy team. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's gotta feel good. I mean, it sucks for JK Dobbins and it sucks for JK Dobbins owner. 
Yeah, I was just going to say, I think we should uh, just take a look around the league. Who's the team to beat? What do you think? Who had the best draft? According to Yahoo, it was Bob and the Texans, right? Mm-hmm. You got an A minus report card from Yahoo, which I don't put any faith in the uh, Yahoo grading system. But I think Bob's team is really, really solid. <laughs> but I think I think Bob's is my favorite because he's got Lamar, who I think is going to have a fantastic year now, especially now that Dobbins is out. I think he's going to have to run even more. And everybody knows that like running quarterbacks are super valuable in in fantasy just because of the way points are calculated uh, for quarterbacks paired up with CMC and Darren Waller. He's got like, you know, top three talent at those three positions, I think. And I think that's just, that's going to be tough. His his weakest, his weakest uh, position is probably the wide receivers. And he's got CD and Marquez Callaway, which both, you know, obviously really young guys who haven't made that next step. I don't think yet. I mean, CD had a really good season last year, but um, not wide receiver one numbers, but uh, hopefully this year he, he makes that next step. I mean, I hope as a Cowboys fan, he does. And he also sniped my tight end pick of Robert Tanyan. So I'm a little bit mad about that. So he has Waller and Tanyan, which is just an embarrassment of riches, I think. Yeah. For me, it's uh, one of the, the new guys team marks Sweden Sweetums. I, I really like how, you know, how the his team looks in, in like the overall in you know uh, composition of the team. Uh, I, I think it's it's really solid, and yeah, uh, you know it's a mix of good uh, pass catching running backs and yeah wide receivers who are who are really yeah. awesome. So. Yeah. The the combination of Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, and Josh Jacobs as your your first three running backs that's that's pretty formidable. Yeah, that's very solid. Yep. <laughs> when you can run Josh Jacobs out there as your flex, I think that's a that's a pretty pretty good team. Um, and he's got Brady, who Father Time will never catch up with, and he's going to have another MVP season probably. Yeah, and he has he has Hurts as a backup, so it's you know pretty yeah. solid team overall. He's got my boy, AJ Brown, one of my favorite wide receivers. I think uh, he just balls out all the time. And Allen Robinson is like that great floor wide receiver. You know, he's always yeah. going to get you 10 points. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a good pick. Heck, I think I like yours more than my pick. So there you go. Jordan wins yet again. He picks the best. He's got a lot of former roster baiters players on his squad. Johnny Smith, Marquise Hollywood Brown, Josh Jacobs. He's got a lot of my 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 losing <laughs> team members on his squad. So I hope that doesn't hurt him. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I really had like, you know, bad like picks for great teams because like last year, uh Scott Odell No Phillips. I thought really had a very bad team, but you know, he was in the final. So yeah. What do we know? How do I know? <laughs> yeah. So we're just the guys recording a podcast about it. We don't know anything. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to injuries and news. A few pretty big injuries this last week in the final week of preseason games. I think this was tough this year because we had one less preseason game. So you really weren't sure how the teams were going to play their starters. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if they were just going to use preseason game two as the kind of give the starters, you know, 
the most time, kind of the, the dress rehearsal. But, but some of the teams used game three for that, and it came back to bite them in the ass, especially with the Ravens and J.K. Dobbins. Just totally wrecked his knee, right? And uh, he's out for the year. So that's a super bummer. ACL, out of the year, yeah. yeah. Next up on the injuries, we got uh, Evan Ingram, perpetually injured on the Giants. I think he's he's got a history of letting pe- uh, fantasy owners down, I think. Hopefully he won't be you know, that bad. He won't be out too long, but yeah. Another tight end, Irv Smith from Minnesota. How much is he going to miss? He's got an ankle, right? Is that what it is? He's, he's out of the year, yeah. Is it all is all year? Okay. Yeah. That's so sad. Uh, likely to miss yeah. season after undergoing surgery on meniscus. So it's a knee, another knee. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire had an ankle, but I think he's going to be ready for week one. Saquon, I believe, had an ankle as well, and he's going to be, should be playing week one. Yeah, so that's nothing, uh, nothing expectations. Yep. Yeah. And just just earlier today, I think uh, Wentz is is already out of the COVID nineteen li- uh, list, so he should be able to play. Yeah. Like I said, it depends yeah. if he's vaccinated. He gets to come off that list quicker. Is that how it works? I think it's like quite a bit quicker. Yeah, so, if they've vaccinated already. Yeah. So from what I've I've learned is that you know for you to be able to be on that list. Uh, if you're a close contact is if you're not vaccinated, right? So if you're vaccinated, you won't have to be, you know, to spend a few days out of, of, of the, of the team. So, and then we've got a couple players on short-term IR, uh, T Y Hilton and Nikhil Harry, a couple wide receivers there. Uh, yeah. short-term IR is the, is that the three game? That's the, yeah. So they take, kept it from last year so uh, yeah you'll be out for three three games and uh after that you're supposed to be able to come back so and then you've got michael thomas on the physically unable to perform list pup list which means he'll miss the first five games of the year but since they have a bye in week six he'll likely come back week seven for the uh, saints that's a big uh, loss to that team and to the fantasy owner of that player uh, that's a real bummer. He had, he had quite an interesting off season, actually, Michael Thomas between him and the team. I think there was uh, quite a bit of a uh, controversy and, uh, drama going on between. Yeah. So there's, that's still a big if, right? So, yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's super happy in, in new Orleans right now, but maybe, maybe they've, they've kissed and made up. I'm not sure. Next up, we're going to take a look at the transactions in the league. There's not going to be much this week because you know, we're pre week one. So not a lot of movement in our league. The, uh, the only thing that's happened so far is that Bob Liker moved one of his players to injured reserve and picked up Curtis Samuel from the Washington football team. Don't, they don't have a name yet. They're still working on it. I saw a list that narrowed it down to nine names for Washington. They're all awful. But, uh, and then next up, uh, his kid, Bobby, AKA Gronky Kong picked up Jameis from new Orleans since he got named the uh, starting quarterback and dropped Daniel Jones, who he had actually drafted in a real fantasy football draft. And, uh, he had to drop him to pick up Jameis, which I think is a stellar move, but I just don't understand why Daniel Jones was ever on a fantasy football roster. Cause that guy sucks balls. <laughs> In the actual NFL 
As far as transactions, the big news this week was Cam Newton dropped by New England, meaning Mac Jones is their starter. A lot of people are speculating that Cam's going to end up on the Cowboys as the backup quarterback. I wouldn't be mad about that, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if Cam's ready to to come here and be a backup yet. He probably thinks he can still start, even though he's wrong. Boach said that, uh, yeah, they're not signing any. At least the Cowboys coach said that he's not signing any quarterbacks anymore, so... Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's a cute statement, but uh, um, last I checked the Cowboys quarter or the Cowboys coach has never had any say in decisions on which players get signed or, or cut. So <laughs> call, call me when, when Jerry says that they're not signing cam, that that'll, that'll be the uh, nail in the coffin. The other news I wanted to bring up that is not important to anybody, but probably me player near and dear to my heart, Devonte Freeman dropped by the saints. It's a sad Devante day. I don't Freeman. know. He's so he was so good back in the day for Atlanta. God, guys, that was, uh, he was, he was for like two years. He was a big a stud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we're going to talk about the hot matchup of the week. So week one, fantasy football. What we're looking at here is in the league. We're going to try to find the matchup that has the closest predicted point differential according to Yahoo. And funny enough. That game is between the roster baiters, yours truly, and Tetra Pimps, a.k.a. Carl. Uh, currently predicted uh, a roster baiters victory by only what? Point? Less than a point. Yeah, less than a point, like 0.7 points or something like that. 128.5 to 127.8 points. That's really close as far as predicted points. Of course, the predicted points mean nothing, but we had to figure out something to come up with uh, to decide on who the hot matchup of the week is. I think we should just go kind of position group by position group, maybe, and uh, yeah. compare the the starting rosters here. I don't think we need to go into bench points because that doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> I wish it did sometimes when you've got all your points on the bench and you just feel like a total loser, but uh, no. We only care about starters and assuming Carl has set his starting line, lineup, which I do think he pretty much has on the roster baiter side. We've got Kyler Murray, a quarterback stud muffin out of Arizona. Just awesome. Fast feet gets a lot of yards on the ground. It's got weapons uh, versus Matt Stafford Rams quarterback. Uh, th- this is easy for me. It's easy Murray for me. Obviously. That. Yeah. yeah. I pick Murray. I mean, <laughs> Murray. Yeah. Honestly, uh, yeah, it would be tougher, I think, because I have such love for Ryan Tannehill. If he was starting Tannehill, I might, I might uh, give it a little bit of pause. But uh, no, nah, Murray's, Murray's, Murray's the clear winner here. For wide receivers, we're looking at Diggs and DJ Moore on my side of things versus Evans and Thielen. Solid grouping on uh, Carl's side. So on my side, I've got Diggs and DJ Moore versus Mike Evans, Adam Thielen on uh, Carl's team again. I mean, I like my boys. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm being a homer here. It's my team. Obviously I love my, my picks, but you know, Diggs versus Pittsburgh outdoors. I don't think there's going to be any weather hopefully uh, this week, but DJ Moore, Carolina wide receiver versus the jets. You know, I just, I like my odds there, but on the flip side, I think the one thing that could derail the whole situation is Mike Evans versus Dallas. He might just go off <laughs> and have three touchdowns. <laughs> it's yeah. very doable against the Dallas defense. 
Yeah, I mean, for both for me, it would be uh, more or less even. Uh, I mean, Diggs is a win for you, and I think Evans is a win for Carl. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think it's even. So it's going to come down to DJ Moore versus Adam Thielen then. Who can yeah. who can put up some points? Yeah, but yeah. I, I had Thielen last year. He bailed me out a couple of times because of the, his touchdown receptions, but... Yeah, he had an insane yeah. touchdown rate, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Not not really the, the yardage or the catches, but the touchdown. So I'm not, I don't think that's sustainable for this year, but yeah, we'll see. Moving on to the running back group. We're both starting three running backs as far as uh, two in the running back slot, one in the flex. Uh, for my group, I've got Zeke. I've got David Montgomery and Raheem Mostert. And on... Uh, Carl's side, he's going to be starting Aaron Jones from Green Bay, Joe Mixon, and Chris Carson. I think as a group, I kind of like. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say this. I, I kind of like Carl's group a little bit more because I think mine is a bit more um, hit and miss. <laughs> I think they're, they're a little bit more boom and bust. Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, Carl's got a got a safer floor on on his team, so I think I'd give him the nod in the running back grouping. I'm 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 the opposite. I'm, I, yeah. I kind of like yours because like you said, it's like boom or bust, but you know, when mustard is healthy, he's, he's a stud. I mean, you know, I, I really like him, yeah. but you I, know, think he had like a, I think he had eight yards per carry last year or something like that. Raheem yeah. Mostert is. Yeah. Ridiculous <laughs> average. Carlos Jones, Mixon. I'm like, you know, I don't know. Is it, third time's a charm. <laughs> I feel like every, every year he just disappoints, but he just gets know. so much volume. Like Mixon is like guaranteed volume and now Gio's yeah. gone. So, you know, maybe he'll get a little bit more work in the passing game. I kind of doubt it, but it's, it's at least the opportunities there. Yeah. Mixon's burned a lot of people in the past, including me last year. So yeah. 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 I try to try to forgive and forget at tight end. It's kind of a crap show with both of us. I think <laughs> uh, I'm starting the venerable Mike Gasicki, who I have no love of. I, I was really late in the draft to get a tight end. Not super happy about it, but that's who I ended up with. Carl started starting Noah Fant, who I think a lot of people like. I'm not a huge fan of the Denver offense in general, but you know, I guess Noah Fant's talented enough. I could probably, I'd probably give the nod to to Carl on this one. Yeah, this is this this position is not too exciting for both teams. So yeah, I think. Fant is an advantage, but Giseki is, uh, yeah, maybe something Tua would be targeting more this year. So we will see. Yeah, I'm kind of counting on Tua taking a step forward, hopefully. I might be streaming tight ends for for most weeks. Blake Jarwin's still out there on the waiver wire. Don't nobody pick him up. That's my baby. And then a kicker, we don't care. We're not even going to talk about kickers ever on the show. Just skip that. Yeah, just skip that. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's cool, Defense defense i picked up san francisco because they're playing detroit and i think uh i think you want to play whatever defense is playing detroit i think that's a good play uh carl's gonna be throwing uh, buffalo out there which is a great defense but they are playing pittsburgh and pittsburgh can put up some points on you i i think this is a good pick uh against detroit i think detroit would be the the jets of this year you know so <laughs> yeah you, oh, man, you stream that's... you know against them so that i think this is this is an awesome pick so i think it's clear i'm totally gonna win there's no way i can lose mark it down 
go ahead and make your pick on the uh, Yahoo platform. You can actually, you know, pick who you think is going to win. But it's uh, it's clear to me now that I'm definitely going to win. I don't even need to look at the score next week. And Yahoo says so. So yeah. Yeah, and Yahoo says so. So that's uh, pretty much gospel. Moving on. All right. So we want to end up here with the question of the week. This is where I present a hypothetical question to Jordan. He picks an answer. We discuss. You decide on your own whether you think we are insane. Let's see. I've got a nice hypothetical for you, though, Jordan. You ready? All right. I'm ready. Would you rather win your matchup in week one by a score of like 70 to 69? Let's say a real close nail-biter, low-scoring game. But you played your optimal lineup. So... Yahoo's like, you did your best. Nobody on your bench could have helped. That's that's the best you could have done, 70 points. Or lose your week one matchup, like 140 to 70. So you still scored 70, but you lost by 70. So it's you know just a, an ass beating. And your bench has like 100 points on it. So you played all the wrong players, but now, you, now your head's all messed up. You don't know who to start now because you thought you knew who was going to be good this year, but now... I don't know. The world is upside down, I'd say. So your choices are win by little, but your team's probably not looking that great, or lose by a lot, but your team is just a total mystery. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to pick the first one. You're going to take the dub. Uh, win, yep, win, win the week one, because at the end of the, the year, the, the team that has more wins always goes to the playoffs, right? And I think I, I could always you know, work my my way to the waiver wire if I, I need to pick up guys and but not with the new you know. changes I've made to the waiver wire. You can't yeah, snipe yeah, your way through the waiver wire. <laughs> That's true. It's more challenging, but uh, at the same time, it's, it's, it's just the first week, you know, Yeah. a lot of things but, can happen. So maybe I, I scored 69, but maybe not maybe my best week. So yeah, yeah I'm not, I'm not giving up yet. So are you like, like how many transactions are you making after that week one loss if, or week one win? If you've, if only put up 70 points, you drop in like <laughs> two of your players, you three, you're going to, you're going to just sell the whole team. You can try to trade package them up. Uh, yeah. I, I would definitely make a lot of changes, but yeah, I have to I know evaluate my picks. So I don't think you had the last year. You didn't have the the lead in transactions, did you? Was that Marcio? I think. I yeah, I think we'll have so. to check that. Usually, you're the leader in transactions. I think, but uh, Marcio is catching up. I would definitely take the loss, but knowing my team has the potential to score a lot of points, I think that's the best I can hope for. I need the hope of actually winning more than I need the actual win. I don't know. I feel like if uh, if I've got the, the bench points, then I've got something to work with. Knowing how, how my uh, playoff hopes go, usually, you know, maybe maybe that's a bad choice since, uh, yeah, I might be on the outside looking in and I might be out on the outside by one game just wishing I had made the decisions right in week one, <laughs> staring longingly. I better make the playoffs this year, though. I got to, I got to, I got to have a good year. I'm just going to fold this whole league up. I, I keep saying that every year. Just shut it down. But this is the year. I'm confident. Me and every Kyler year. and Zeke. Yeah, every year. Hope springs eternal every year. That's why the draft is the best time. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. We, it's all possibility and potential. And then next week we'll know how bad we did. <laughs> but we get an extra game this year. So that's exciting. Let's go. All right. Well, that's it. I think we're done with the first episode of the Punk Cast. Thank you, Jordan, for joining me. Wonderful as always. 
we'll see you guys next week. And, uh, you know, if I send you a trade offer, make sure you accept it. That's the, that's the takeaway from this episode. Cause I, I'm out to help your team. Just trust me. All right. Except for me. <laughs> yeah. Don't ever trade with Jordan. That's the other thing you should take away. <laughs>